Welcome to POP. My name is Pastor Tony Katko. This is a shortened version of our sermon from June 26th. We're in a series on children in the Bible, and our reading today is from 2 Kings chapter 4, starting with the first verse. Now the wife of a member of the company of prophets cried to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, but a creditor has come to take my two children as slaves. Now there's a lot packed into this one verse. There's a widow, she has two children, her husband died recently, and her husband worked with Elisha. It says he was a member of the company of prophets. And so she goes to Elisha and she says, look, my husband is gone and he worked for you, he was your servant. And then she says, you know that your servant feared the Lord. Now in the Hebrew Bible, that's a way of saying, he was a good man of faith. He valued the same things you do. He served the same God you do. And she says, you know it. So this good man that you knew left me with debts and I have no way of paying them. And this debt collector is coming to take our children as slaves. Now notice, she doesn't even ask him for help. She knows she shouldn't even have to. She just lays it out and lets him fill in the blanks. So she may seem like this helpless widow, but she uses that to her advantage. She's smart and persuasive. She knows how to play her cards well. In Elisha's duty, it shouldn't be just because of this personal connection with her husband. In the Old Testament, God tells Israel not to forget the poor, the widows, the orphans, and the foreigners over and over again. God makes us clear that God judges the world based on how we treat people who are most vulnerable. And Jesus says the same thing. He says, whatever you have done or not done for the least of these, you've done to me. So this mother knows that Elisha has this spiritual obligation to help them. So it's like her real unspoken message is, you and your God say that you care about children. Do you mean it or not? And I think that's how a lot of us have been feeling lately, especially after what happened in Texas. We say that we care about our children. We would do anything to keep them safe. Do we actually mean it or not? And it's not just about protecting kids from violence. Do we care enough about families to make sure that no child is hungry, that every child has what they need to thrive? Do we care about them or not? So Elisha responds to the widow, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? She answered, your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. He said, go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels and not just a few. Then go in, shut the door behind you and your children and start pouring into all these vessels. When each is full, set it aside. So notice here, Elisha helps them out, but he doesn't just do it for them. He's like, all right, let's start with what you already have. It may not seem like much, but let's see. What resources, what skills, what connections with your neighbors? Let's use those and see what happens. And so here's what happens. So she left him and shut the door behind her and her children. They kept bringing vessels to her and she kept pouring. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. But he said to her, there are no more. Then the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God, 
And he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts and you and your children can live on the rest. Now notice the part that these two children play in the narrative. Just like the widow, they're not just these helpless victims. When given a chance, they'll do whatever it takes. They'll work hard and play their part. And think about the skills they have to show. They need to be confident and brave enough to persuade all their neighbors to trust them with their empty jars. And they need to do this pretty quickly before the debt collector comes back for them. So they have a job to do, they do it quickly, they do it efficiently. And when you think about it, the work that these kids do that helps them stay out of slavery, it demonstrates why they would be valuable slaves to someone. Now to us, of course, the idea of slavery and children used as collateral for debts is horrifying, as it should be, but it was the reality. So the story has a happy ending, but it's set in this horrible situation that these children just lost their father and they were going to be taken as slaves just because their family is too poor. Now, even though we may think that this is an unfortunate part of our past, the reality is that the same thing happens in our world today. We know from our partners in the Haitian Timon Foundation that child slavery is all too common in Haiti. Maya is the in-country director, and he grew up as one of these child slaves, Arestavek, and his story is a common one. His mother couldn't afford to take care of him and the other children, and so she gave him to this distant relative, hoping that they would treat him well. But they didn't. They treated him like a slave. And Maya eventually couldn't take the abuse anymore, and so he ran away to live on the streets. And that could have been a death sentence. But eventually he has found his way to St. Joseph's, this place that gave children like him an education and a home. It gave them a future. Now, HTF started with St. Joseph's, but it quickly expanded beyond just the needs of the children themselves. Because they knew, if you want less child slaves, it's the single mothers that you need to invest in. Now, I want to pause for a moment just to acknowledge that it has been a difficult time in the news for people who could be mothers in our country. A lot of people are terrified and outraged. And regardless of how you feel about the Supreme Court decision itself, we have a lot of work to do. We can do so much better of a job supporting the women and the children in our country. So in Haiti, HDF decided to invest in some of the poorest women in the area to give them training and resources so that they could support their families. So if you wish that you could do something for real live children today, faced with the same situations as this Bible story, you can. Funding Haitian Timon Foundation, that's a tangible way to do that. And of course, there are plenty of ways to support children and families that are local too. Peace partners with Gehanna Residents in Need and the Hardy Center, both of these help families right here where we live. Or maybe you're asking some bigger picture questions, like what can we do about the system what can we do to make funding and laws actually support women and children and keep them safe? Well, maybe if you're asking that, maybe God is calling you to advocacy work. That could be a way that you live out your faith by advocating policies that support the most vulnerable. You see, we all have our part to play. That's what we see in this story. 
Elijah had his part, the mother had her parts, the kids had their parts. We all have our part to play, whatever it is. Because we believe in a God who doesn't forget about any person who's on the margin. Our God cares for the poor, the widows, the orphans, the least of these. Our God teaches us that every desperate person matters. Every desperate woman or caregiver or child or family matters. So may our lives show the world that this is the kind of God that we follow.